0: We watched The Chosen, season three, episodes one and two. Let's get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. Welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth.
1: And I'm your other host, Andrea. If this is your first time around here, we're so happy to have you. Just a couple of notes. We're not here to get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off, although either of those things could happen. And if they do, we want to know about it.
0: Yes, this is a podcast by Christians for Christians, but you don't have to believe to belong. You can join the conversation at Dropping Sunday on all the things. Hey, Andrea. Yeah. How's your heart?
1: fantastic yeah, yeah. It's a, it,
0: we're, we're fresh into the 2023 I mean,
1: 2023 is here
0: it ha- I, i'm still sticking with my resolutions i mean it's been it's only been a week, I understand, been a week. Been I, I understand that i understand that but uh yeah i'm still doing all my things yes um and so i'm, I'm pretty excited about it those are my private things i'm not going to tell you about nope. them but nope, I'm, nope. I'm excited that i've that i've stuck with it how are you doing on your resolutions so far you think
1: um so far so good yeah 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 my uh Well, the, the one resolution I'll talk about is, uh, reading more books. Yeah. And so I, um, am speaking in faith that I've finished a book.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Time travels weird. Hey, uh, (laughs) um As of this point, let me see. Episode six of The Chosen has dropped, I think. If think I'm so. if I'm doing my math right. We're not going to talk about all six episodes no. so far. We're only going to talk about episode one and two because we did uh all of season one together as one show. And yep. it was so meaty and so and and, and then season two, we kind of broke it up into two episode stents. And yeah. it was it was way it was way it was better. The way, it was the way to go. It was the way to go. Way we um it. we're not gonna do totally deep dives where we need to do one episode, uh, an episode. You know, we're not gonna yeah. do that. We're not gonna do a one for one. But uh this this uh this season has picked up right where last season left off. It
1: started off with a bang, man.
0: <sighs> so good. Okay. Let's do this. Let's read the synopsis as is the custom. Shall we do that? Let's do it. Okay.
1: So So let me get clarification. This is the synopsis for the first episode of season three. Correct. Okay. The Sermon on the Mount. Various elements are brought to life with incredible clarity as many of the characters show the depth of meaning of Jesus's message.
0: Okay. By the way, the music for today is going to come from uh, the Chosen soundtrack. So there you go. Always. Okay. Uh, tell me your thoughts. What okay. what do you think about this 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 first episode?
1: So uh, the name of the episode is Homecoming, and uh, let's talk about how in at the end of season two, the last yeah. episode of season two, we are introduced to a new character, uh-huh. and we find out at the very end of that episode who he who he is. Yeah. Um, and it's Judas. It's Iscariot. Judas Iscariot. Oh my gosh! And you're like no. And you're like oh my gosh because because you really like this guy. Yeah. Who he he's I mean. He he's kind of a salesman. He's kind of um um what's the word? He he's helping them find the location. Sure. It's very for, helpful. For the sermon on the very mount. Very shrewd businessman. Very yeah. shrewd businessman. He's got a he's got a partner and you can tell that they're they're about making money. Yeah. Um and so the start of season of season 3 episode 1 is is Jesus giving the sermon on the mount. His yeah. most His most famous sermon.
0: I'm going to pause you Uh because that's not the very first part. The very first part is Matthew dealing with the fallout of being a tax collector with his family.
1: With his parents. And his parents saying,
0: we're going to sit Shiva for the next seven days because my son is dead.
1: Yes. and You are are no longer my son. Oh my gosh.
0: Um, It was that that was really challenging yeah. and then it does the the whole intro thing and mm-hmm. then it goes into yes jesus giving right. the sermon I had on had the mount about that yes and, and it's important i feel like this season starts with that mm-hmm. um because it definitely develops over over time and especially in next episode uh what happens with that relationship mm-hmm. but the idea of um what you do costs you something yeah like like yeah. I, I haven't watched any of any of the the rest of the season, but if this is how it's starting, it feels like that the commentary is what you do will cost you something. And being a tax yeah. collector in a Jewish family means that it costs you your family.
1: Yes. Oh
0: man. How about that? How about that? So, um, so it does that. Then it does the intro and then it's Jesus talking about, the absolute counter idea, counterculture of everything anybody's ever heard in the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Keep going.
1: Okay. So, um, so then he's giving the sermon and it's just, it's just bits and pieces. And
0: by the way, how'd you like that? Did um, you, did you like how it like jumped back and forth to different things? Like, did you like, cause it wasn't. Him delivering the full Sermon on the Mount. Right. It was jumping from piece to piece and kind of essentially a highlight reel of the yes. Sermon on the Mount. Yes.
1: Um, I, I did like it because later in the episode when um someone shows up and and she's listening and then she talks about how it, it's bizarre. Yeah. And that's what they were doing. They were highlighting how his teachings um in that sermon were completely counterculture. Yeah. To what any of the Jewish community and the Roman communities, how they live. Correct. You know, loving your enemy, um, turning the other cheek, uh, not judging, um, you know, all of these things that he talks about, um, uh, making sure that you have a clear conscience before you worship him, making sure that you have... Uh, gone and, and asked for forgiveness or right. forgiven and all of these things. And, and it, it is, it's total it was totally counterculture.
0: And what, what you'll see, especially in the second episode, because I feel like the first episode, um, there, there's a big lesson and we'll kind of talk about that. Mm-hmm. The second episode seems like people trying to unpack the teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like how, um, well, it's a spoiler for, for the second episode, but we're talking about both of them in the same, same thing. Yeah. So, um, when, um, John the Baptist is asking Andrew mm-hmm. about, um, whenever he, whenever he, Jesus gives a sermon You hear something, he puts in there something that's just for you. What did he say that's just for you? And Andrew says what it was. And so I like all of the shifting back and forth because it's all these things that um, meant something different to other people. Right. And and sometimes we get so um, chronological in our storytelling Mm -hmm. that we don't realize that a good sermon you don't remember the entire sermon. No. And these people wouldn't have remembered the entire sermon either. They would have taken the one thing that they're dealing with and they would have taken that with them.
1: Yes. And it even talks about Matthew. Uh, Matthew is is his scribe. Yeah. He's, he's writing down. Um, and he even says, you know, I, I tried to get it all. Yeah. And it makes you wonder, looking at it now with 2023 vision, what did he miss? what did he what did he miss? What like, didn't make it that he, uh, oh man, it's absolutely. Just, it's just crazy to think about
0: um, and he comes up to Jesus after he's after Jesus is done preaching. and uh-huh. Jesus is sitting down eating, yes because he just gave his manifesto, yes, right, yes. right? And he's given everything to it. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting down eating, and someone comes up to him. Matthew comes up to him and mm-hmm. goes, okay, I didn't get everything. So we need it. He goes, well, I'll say it again and we'll get it down. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's not a big, you know, well, it's just, and it's people right. keep coming up to him. Like, mm-hmm. what are we doing about this? What are we doing about this? What are we doing about this? And he's like, guys, I just need to, I need to take a break.
1: <laughs> I just need a minute. I just need to eat. I need to rest.
0: And man, if there's a lesson that God. I can give every podrishner. Oh my word. That on Sunday morning or Sunday after church, leave your pastor alone.
1: Just give him a minute.
0: He's he loves you. He He absolutely wants to minister to you. Absolutely. But he's also given everything. Leave the man alone or woman. Whoever, like, leave him alone. Yeah. That that it's the best thing that you can do. Also, Mm -hmm. we learned that Jesus likes to take naps. He likes to take breaks. And so sometimes be (laughs) spiritual, be like Jesus, take naps. That's all I'm saying.
1: Take a nap. Um, and let me say that is that's one of my favorite things about this show. Um, is the way that uh, Dallas Jenkins, who yeah. is the showrunner, the showrunner, and and I think he's director. All he's all of those things,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, showrunner kind of is the main person for all. Yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Is the way that he he made everyone so real, yeah, including Jesus, yeah, without losing the the awe that should come with seeing the Bible portrayed, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I
0: think it's important, especially as we get into episode two, to re- remember that the the Bible isn't written as a TV script. Right. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Absolutely. So.
1: Well, yeah, they had, I mean, he had to take, he had to take some creative liberties and I think that he did it in a way without being disrespectful to the characters. Correct if I can say it that way. He did it in a way without being disrespectful to the characters, yes, including Jesus. Yes. and all that he is. Yeah. um while still making it so relatable.
0: Well, also he <laughs> develops characters that like the Bible doesn't talk a lot about. So right. he has to give backstories and histories and those mm-hmm. types of things to um to to unpack the bigger themes of what were happening because if we think that um, by the way, if we, if we think that the chosen is about Jesus, remember it's not, it's, it's about not, the people that right. he, that were chosen to follow him. It is about the disciples. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and so that's what this, the, what it's about and what we learn through that. That's why every scene isn't Jesus, but every scene does have a disciple.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Are, are you with me? Absolutely. So, um, we, we do get to meet Judas, and he, Jesus introduces him to everybody and says, "Judas is going to come with us for a little bit. And then he says, I, it's time for me to take a break and to go somewhere, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do that. So before I do that, come 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 come. come, 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 come. Let's pray.
1: But for now, let me pray over you.
0: The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the Lord turn his face to you and give you peace. Amen. Can I just tell you, like every time Jesus gets serious, it makes me feel good Mm -hmm. because he does, again, they do play on his humanity, Mm -hmm. but then also they make sure that Jesus takes time for the divine as Mm -hmm. well. Man, there's a lesson to pastors out there. Yeah. It's to be both. Yes. Be both. Like be authentically a human. And make space for the divine. Yeah. And you'll be fine.
1: You'll be good. Ah. Yeah. Um so later in this episode we see that they're all they're all going home. Yeah. That's the episode is called Homecoming. So they're all going back. Simon Peter's going back to his his wife. Um, they're excited to be around each other again. Uh Mary and uh uh Rayma and Tamar are going back to Mary's house, um, to stay for a while. Uh, the sons of Zebedee are going home, yep. and you, you just kind of see this this interaction. Yeah. And uh, the sons of Zebedee, one of them invites Thomas to come back with them, yeah. and there's just it, again, it's just it's just real, and you see this these brothers that. You know, one of them didn't know that was happening and he's kind of irritated by it. And you just see this being played out in front of you and you're going, these were all real people who had real emotions, real feelings, real interactions with one another. And what do we
0: learn here? When you're done like doing big ministry, go go rest go, go home rest. go be with your family yeah. go do those things even the pharisees are going back like Yusuf, the pharisee mm-hmm. is going back and is writing it out and there's a new he has a new assistant named Jairus i wonder if he's going to come back around mm-hmm. later yeah. right mm-hmm. so it's like okay we we're meeting we're we're meeting new people that are definitely we we've read the book hey there's a babylon bee that i didn't pull where it's like mm-hmm. um the bible now has spoiler warnings for the <laughs> chosen, chosen. <laughs> which i thought was fun
1: that's awesome
0: um. So you see, uh Peter gets home and he finds his smoking hot wife, and yeah. he tries to make a move. But then, like all all these bros show yeah, up, yeah,
1: they're like, "Hey, can can we can we come crash here?" And she's
0: like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Guys, I need to be alone with my wife. Yes, go sleep on the roof. You're
1: sleeping on the roof tonight."
0: And, and at one point, one of the I forget which which disciple was. He goes, "I'll just put a pillow over my I- ears." And he goes, "Hey." There's ways that we talk around the campfire and there's ways you talk in front of my wife. Yes. A great lesson. It's
1: so good. It's such a great lesson so that like
0: hey, it's okay to be real and be around a campfire with a bunch yeah. of dudes, but also when you get around my wife.
1: Be respectful. Be respectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then that's that's where we see uh the some of the right after that is where we see the fallout for Matthew. Yeah. And now he's he's standing there. He's standing outside of Mary's home. Yeah. And she's like, "Matthew, what are you doing?" He's like, "I I don't know where to go." I
0: don't I guess I could make a tent. I'm pretty good at making a tent. Oh my. When I tell you, how does the guy from a good doctor so- talk? I'm good at making a tent <laughs> Stop now. It. Stop it. That's how he talks. I'm just saying, go ahead.
1: Well, he's also trying to not let his British accent come through. Oh, well, um, he needs to
0: take some uh, lessons from Benedict Cumberbatch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Or Hugh Laurie, another great American doctor. That's mm-hmm. actually British.
1: <laughs> so when I tell you that, that, that scene with Matthew was heartbreaking. Yeah, It really, it really was. I didn't, didn't quite know how to, how to take it, you know, and you're, and like you said, you're, you're, you watched it at the beginning and you see, you know, there's going to be fallout. There's going to be consequences. And I think you're right. That's probably what this season is going to be about. about.
0: Um, Well, another thing that I, I had, I said it was in season, I said it was in episode 2 but it is in episode 1 where the lady that comes from John the Baptist and she yeah. brings like a wealthy gift and everything and Andrew's nervous and he's so anxious and he wants to go back and see uh John the Baptist and gets to go visit mm-hmm. him in prison and and um, th- you know for for him to say what what was it that Jesus said he says don't be anxious for anything mm-hmm. okay okay, what else? Right. Right. Um, Just, just the lessons that you learn.
1: Because Andrew was a disciple of John the Baptist. Yeah. First. Right. And, and John the Baptist tells him you have a new rabbi now. It's not me. Yeah. And he said, and I'm fine. He's like, I'm good. Yeah. Whatever happens, I'm here. Whatever happens, I'm good. Yeah. Listen to your rabbi. Andrew,
0: if you want to help me, listen to him go home and do what he says another great lesson man if you're the arrow pointing the way your job is to get out of the way once Mm -hmm. people see that where the arrow is then hey if you want to help me do it (sighs) another great lesson another great great lesson um then you see judas actually like he has a family and like Mm -hmm. his whole intention here is like i feel like i I can help the ministry yeah i'm moved i feel like i can help now yes we find out later that all of his intentions are bad but But i think what i should say I, i shouldn't say intentions all of his intentions are good yes he just doesn't have a full understanding of the the methods that is counterculture. That Jesus is counterculture. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: And and that's the thing. I, I when, you know, we we noticed at the end of last season when Judas shows up and everyone's like, "Oh, oh my word." Like, well, I shouldn't say everyone. We were both like, "Oh my word. This yeah. is Judas." And we know we know what's coming. And also watching this through the eyes of knowing that Jesus knows what's coming, you know, and right. he knows who Judas is. Um but it, it was interesting for me because to to think of Judas in the light of him being a moneymaker and his he goes and sees his sister and she, he's like, it's not about money. She goes, it's always about money with you. Right. And then you remember he sold his soul for 30 pieces of silver. Right. Because that's at the end of his life <laughs> at that moment. That's what it was about.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, but I, I'm curious to see how they play it.
1: I am too. Because I can't wait to is see it, how it plays out. Is it, he's trying to do
0: everything he can to further the ministry and get Jesus to do stuff? Because he's even talking about in that conversation with his with his sister about how um, this is, this is what's going to happen. And it's wrong. Like he's just his own idea of what's going to happen is wrong. And it leads him down kind of this, this crazy path. And then episode um, one ends with Matthew essentially knocking on the door Mm -hmm. of his parents. And then it just ends and goes, goes to the next, goes to the next thing. Okay. Should we read uh, the synopsis for episode two? Yeah. It's called uh, called two by two. That's fun. Episode two is two by two.
1: The disciples continue to wrestle with Jesus' teaching on the Mount. Jesus gives them their next mission. All
0: right, that's it. Um,
1: so a very short synopsis very short for, synopsis. It's for just a single episode. Yeah, yeah, it's,
0: it, it's great. Um, Jesus is definitely a problem for the Romans right now, okay? Yes. Um, there's pilgrims coming in from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they're coming in to and they're setting up camp uh, in the gates of Capernaum or at least near the gates of Capernaum. Um, And so part of this episode, because everything is kind of going, is the conversation between Atticus, who's kind of the, uh, he's kind of, he reminds me of the dude from um, Gladiator, Mm -hmm. uh, the Russell Crowe guy, and Gaius, who, if you remember, Gaius is the Roman guard who is, um, who was like, with Matthew. He's like Matthew's mm-hmm. protector whenever Matthew was a right. was a tax collector. And Gaius is the one who like was going after the zealot, um, Simon the zealot, mm-hmm. and was trying to figure all of that out. He was the one that's re- real yeah. covert. He's like your uh, secret service uh, <laughs> spec ops type of dude. So he, he's, he, he's a bad dude. Um, and so part of this episode kind of follows them, which means that we get to see Quintus in this episode. And Quintus is my favorite. I know.
1: <laughs> I know he's your favorite. You love him. I like you, Jesus. <laughs> he said, "It'll
0: always be my favorite." Um, but, but there's some, you know, there's lots of stuff going on, and you see Matthew get to have a conversation with his parents. Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah, this conversation
0: was so uncomfortable for me. Okay, because it's very much the whole. Before I can do anything, I have to make it right with you. I have to make mm-hmm. amends with you. And for the parents to say, we need to make amends with you too, it's just something that just never happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like so many people go through the process, they go to therapy, they go through a moment of healing and they say, I've got to get this straight. And then yeah. they go confront the people or the person. Mm-hmm. And that person does not go, I'm so glad you, you're here because I also need to get it right with you. Right. Very few times does that happen. The restorative relationship
1: was moving. Yeah. It 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 was um the shock on his face when yeah. he when his dad calls him son. Uh yes.
0: And how he goes, Thank you. And his mom goes, Thank you, Abba. Uh huh. call him dad. Yes. Call me ima. Call me mom. Yes. You need to under you have to call us by our names.
1: Right. And then and then she tells her husband, you need to apologize too. Yeah. Absolutely. You haven't done it yet.
0: Well, and the thing is, is that they heard his sermon. They heard mm-hmm. Jesus's sermon. And he goes, Yeah, I tried to write it all down. You're the prophet's scribe. scribe. And here they go from this conversation of, You are dead to me. I don't know you, mm-hmm. to, You will redeem our family's name. Right. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. When he, when that just, tears i i maybe i got something inside i need to deal with i don't know but it is <laughs> tears Just the re, you will yeah. read it was so wonderful that mm. that level of of restorative relationship yeah uh, and even the parents admitted like this is that hey what he said was shocking this was mm-hmm. difficult anyway going back to the the roman side of everything gaius and atticus go to go to quintus mm-hmm. and um they they decide hey the best way that we can best thing we can do right now is redraw the city lines and include the camp so we start taxing all those people yeah
1: cuz they're not paying taxes anywhere else right now yes. so and of course quintus is like uh yes please yeah that's, that's what ex- we're going to do exactly what we're going to do all right
0: so i have a huge problem with this
1: okay in the scene
0: quintus looks at somebody and they bring him dirty water they bring mm-hmm. him like you know water, and and he freaks out and he says you bring this to me again. I swear by Apollo. Do you know why I have a problem with this?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What? Why, why do I have a problem with this?
1: Because Apollo was a Greek god. Thank he? you
0: very much. <laughs> Had he said, I swear by Phoebus. Okay, maybe. Also, why are you swearing by the sun god? Don't do that. Swear by Mars. <laughs> Swear by the warrior <laughs> god. What are you doing? You're Robin. What are you doing? Yeah. Swear by Jupiter. Swear by the big guy. Dude, do, do all of that. Do, what are you doing? Swearing by Apollo, a Greek god. Dude, you're you're all over the map. What are we doing? There wasn't one person that, that took a mythology class? That? Come I on, know. seriously. I swear by Apollo? What are you doing? <laughs> You might as, well, might as well have sworn by Athena. Romans didn't even hate Athena. They, they literally ripped down her statue and threw it away because Athens was the center of Greece. And they said no. And so they changed her name to Minerva, and she's terrible. Do something. Apollo, what are you doing? What are you doing? You all right? I might be a little passionate uh, about little mythology. Bit.
1: You like you You like your uh, Roman mythology, huh?
0: I'm just saying, like, why would you swear by Apollo? Don't no,
1: seriously, someone should have caught that. Yeah, absolutely. That should have been at some point unless unless it's quintus being kind of s- snarky smart well i mean it's which possible. is possible it's possible because
0: i like you jesus <laughs> but uh but also <sighs> I don't think so. I I don't think think I think somebody I think somebody just really knows. They're like, Oh, what's an old god, Apollo? Okay, I swear by Apollo. That's not that rolls off the tongue. That'll work. Really? Mm -hmm. The sun? And I understand you probably wouldn't want to say I swear by Phoebus, because who knows who Phoebus is. Right. But like you could say I swear by Jupiter. Mm -hmm. That's that's the main God. That's like the Zeus version of things. So anyway. So the rest of the episode is really the disciples (laughs) trying to unpack what this what the sermon means for them.
1: Yeah, not just what the sermon means, but what the last little bit, what this yeah. time for the last however long it's been, several months has been. And what's next? And what are we what's doing next? What do we do
0: next? Including little Thomas saying, "Hey, man, I I find this lady attractive. I really want to ask
1: her. Okay.
0: news. And, and by the way, there's nothing in the Bible that talks about this. No, it's just this is a. It's called." storytelling yes. tools we're just using tools to tell a story it's yeah. fine so and then wh- another thing that happens is that Atticus uh confronts Simon the Zealot Simon yes and says hey I know who you are mm-hmm. you know you know what I do um like you're not a zealot like you're like you mm-hmm. you, you have to let like if you were that you'd be dead Exactly. You'd be killing me. We'd be fighting right now. That's just not who you are, yeah. which again challenges his very identity from childhood that he was going to be a zealot, right? And in the Bible, he's even called Simon Zealot, and in the show, they call him Z, mm-hmm. short for Zealot, right? And so, yeah, I mean that that was a real challenge uh, and, for that character as well.
1: And I think it's it was a it was a moment of. Clarity for him, and there's another one that's coming up, another scene coming up yeah. that's really going to challenge that because he he even said, "How do you know that I'm not going?" You know, he said, yeah. "How do I?" He first asks Atticus, "How do you know? How do I know that when I turn my back, you're not going to stab me?" Yeah, and he's like, of course, "How do you know that I'm not going to do the same?" He's like, "Because your knife is in the bottom of the that's right, uh, bottom of the river or whatever he said, the lake." And I, I think it was a really uh, a a moment. For him to, to realize that I'm, I'm not who I was. Yeah. And then here in a few minutes. He gets,
0: yeah, because the next, really kind of the next big scene is when they get paired up to go two by two. Yes. And to go minister places. And I don't know why I never put this chronologically in Mm -hmm. this part of the story. Yeah. I don't know if I'm wrong or it's wrong or if it's just storytelling narrative, but like this idea of like no, no, okay, the, this whole two by two thing, mm-hmm. and he gets paired up. The zealot gets paired up with Matthew, the former tax collector.
1: Yes, oh. and he didn't know all yeah. of this time. They've
0: been protecting Matthew. They had been by not telling exactly. Simon what Matthew was. Yeah,
1: and and they they'd all they they were all lounging. They were kind of all laying around, and jesus is telling them their next assignment what's coming what's coming next um and i love and he's and he jesus tells them i'm going to give for this time yes. i'm going to give you the power yeah. to heal the sick cast out demons do all these things and he and then he's like and then there's a time coming where where you'll be able to do it all the time yeah, yeah. but not right now right yeah. now you have it for right this time and they all i'm sorry could you repeat that so so, so. I'll be able to. What, what are yeah. you talking about?
0: Well, I'm, I'm just so confused. I what? what you, I'm,
1: I don't understand. What are you? What yeah, are you saying?
0: Go out and tell people. What do I tell them? Well, you've heard the sermons. Yeah. And Judas goes. I've only heard one. <laughs> and was it
1: little? Was it little it was James? A, no, it was Nathaniel. Nathaniel. I think. Nathaniel <laughs> he's goes, like, well, you've heard the best. You line. heard the best one. <laughs> and, and Jesus' face. <laughs> it was great because it was like, bro. <laughs> Excuse you. And he's like, I mean, they're all. all they all, all. They're good. all good. They're all fantastic. <laughs> but
0: but I love that his face is. Really, bro? Yeah. And then when he realizes that Nathaniel, like, oh no, 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 he's like smiles. He goes, "Yeah, this is the best one." Like, <laughs>
1: so great. Like,
0: oh, it was it was good. But it gives all the um, all the things that you read about in the scripture about mm-hmm. this is what you're supposed to do. This is where he lays out the rules and yeah. what it is you're supposed to do. But people have a really hard time. And I love the fact that. After 2000 years of history, we go, oh, okay. Well, he told me to do this and okay, mm-hmm. we can do it. No, 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 dude. If like Jesus came up, you're like, hey, you're going to lay hands on people. They're going to be well. Yeah. What? Wait, hold on. What? How do you want? What? How does that? I don't that... understand. If in 2023, I were to come up and be like, hey, this is what you're going to do. You're going to walk over to the homeless guy. You're going to reach into, inside his boot, pull out $100 and hand <laughs> it to him. Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Every time you go up to a homeless guy, if you ask him to take off his boot and you reach out to his left boot, you are pull out a hundred dollars. That is a miracle. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, mm-hmm. you're going to perform miracles, and and like, wait, but what am I going to do? It's uh, probably wouldn't do that. It's a magic trick more than anything, right. else. right? And it's like, <laughs> right. oh, you know. But uh, but yeah. So it, it was just like this idea of like really struggling. Well, mm-hmm. how are we going to provide for it? And so it was like, okay, I think Matthew should be in charge of money. Hey guys, here's another great lesson. Mm-hmm. That part of my identity was unhealthy for me and everyone who I love. Yeah. That will no longer be part of my identity. I'm not. I'm not dealing with if. the money, guys. That is a huge lesson mm-hmm. to learn that we can take from this. If there is something that's part of your past that is that is not healthy, what? And I don't even mean sinful. I just yeah. mean not healthy. Then just stay away from it. Yeah, it's not that hard.
1: No. Yeah.
0: So, so they instead decide that it's going to be Judas. I'm
1: just saying, I mean, In hindsight, you know. you know, maybe not the best choice. Um, another thing I love about this, uh, uh, this scene is watching all the disciples faces. Yeah. As Jesus is telling them what they're going to do. Um, not only what they're going to do, but the fact that they're not taking anything with them. They can't take any food. They can't take a change yeah. of clothes. Yeah. Um, they're going to be going, when they get to where they're going, they're going to be asking for a place to stay and and relying on the charity of others, yeah. the hospitality of others. And I think probably in most people's heads, at least in mine, when you read this uh, in the Gospels, you kind of imagine them being just excited yeah. and, and like, let's go. And there maybe was a little bit of that. Sure. But when you're watching their faces, there's a lot of trepidation on their face. Yeah. And there's fear, because Jesus is very honest about, I mean, yeah, sure, you you could die. You could, you know, things could happen. Yeah, that's probably going to happen. I mean, it it won't happen this trip. This trip. Like, it's not going to happen this trip. Yeah, you're you're fine this trip. But I, I again, I keep going back to this. It's just so relatable. Yeah. I can see myself in in these characters i can see me responding the same way that they do yeah. to a lot of this stuff
0: um i, I like how thomas at, at the end of it comes up to, hey jesus let me tug you take your coat for a second I love this um scene. i uh can i get your blessing yeah, to like i kind of had a plan i want to i want to like marry this girl mm-hmm. and he goes oh didn't i send you somewhere though and you see this look of kind of like panic, like, yeah, okay. So you should go do what I told you to do. Mm-hmm. Where did I send you? Northwest or whatever it was. And he goes, Southwest. So, okay, Southwest. And he goes, yeah. Who else is out in Southwest? Oh, that's her, her dad's out there. Kefney.
1: Kefney lives Southwest.
0: All right. So maybe, uh, Take care of the business that I've sent you to do. And then while you're out there, maybe you know, go talk to her. Go go talk to her dad. See what happens. And it's the idea of when God sets you on mission, He also sets you up for your pleasure. Yeah. He wants you to do the work, but he also wants to give you the desires of your heart. And so sometimes what we look at as him telling us to go to work is really him setting us up to give us the desires of our heart. But if we can't get past the work part of it, we don't get Mm -hmm. to get to the part where we actually get the desire of our heart. It, Man, I took so much out of this episode. I really, really did. Yeah. Um, Okay, and then it goes to the next scene. And this is little James who has um, some sort of throughout the the entire c- series he's had a um some sort of walking abnormality like there's mm-hmm. some sort of um you know i don't want to call it disease or handicap but i mean i guess that's probably the best the best phrase for it mm-hmm. and um james is uh he's upset
1: mm-hmm.
0: why is he, why is he upset i i feel like i'm talking a lot on this
1: well he he's upset because he's had this Issue this disability, yeah. and Jesus hasn't healed it.
0: Yeah, it's like, I'm seeing. I'm watching you heal everybody else, yeah. and why aren't you healing me? Yeah, and it. I mean, it becomes like a. And I, by the way, I I so feel that. Yeah, I so feel that. So
1: I I do too, and and it's funny in the previous scene where Jesus is giving everyone's assignments. You can really see if you're watching little James and you're watching his face when they talk about healing people, you can see it on his face in that moment that he is, he's frustrated. He's hurt. He's disappointed all of these things. And you don't know why until you get to this scene into to this moment when he's telling, telling Jesus, this is, this is why this is, why haven't you done this for me? I've seen you do it for everyone else. Yeah. And not me.
0: Here's the, this scene is the one that's getting the most heat. Okay. And the reason is, is because Jesus didn't heal him. Mm -hmm. And the argument is that it says in the Bible that everywhere he went, he healed people. Okay. And I guess, I guess there might be a scripture that says he healed everybody that came to him. I don't know. But then mm-hmm. again, and Mark, it talks about how he couldn't heal people because they're unbelief. Well, uh-huh. little James isn't isn't struggling with unbelief. So right. he should have been able to heal them, but he didn't. And th- there's a real like the chosen is bad because of this, right? Okay. <sighs> this is what I want to say. I- I'm a fan of the show. Mm-hmm. It is not scripture right? You shouldn't, you can learn lessons from it, but mm-hmm. you should not live your life according to the chosen. You should live your life according Absolutely. to scripture. Okay. Right.
1: Absolutely. 100%. This
0: should be a supplement to help you unpack and understand and reveal more about what the scripture is. So when you read it, you can be like, Oh, I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of this show. Okay. Right. So first of all, let's stop taking it. just so stinking seriously. <laughs> also, can we stop saying it's popular in the church? So it must be bad.
1: Oh, we, come on, you, you know how there's right. just a lot yeah. of people
0: that go, oh, if a lot of people like it, it must be bad.
1: Yeah. And, and that's just not right.
0: That, that's just not right. Um, so my question is, because to, to these pastors and preachers and those people that are railing against it, have you ever prayed for somebody and they didn't get healed? And have you ever, as a pastor, had someone come up to you and say, I've been praying for my healing and God hasn't healed me, Why? Uh-huh. What's the answer you've given him? Right. Because I have a feeling it sounds a lot like what Jesus told mm-hmm. um little James here. I'm just going to say I, I I feel I feel like your answer is probably really similar of God chooses who to heal. Yeah. And some people need the healing and some people are more powerful without the healing. Yeah. And you will be healed. Can I tell you that it's really difficult for me to hear people that have been sick and to go to funerals and sorry, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get emotional, and to hear they're healed now. man, I, I just hate that. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they healed here? Why why, Why not? And here Jesus looks in the eyes of little James and says, "You will be healed. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of timing. you will be here it's only a matter of time and that's meaningful but also it's hard yeah and jesus's argument to to james is i know it's hard but you can do it it's it's hard but it's meaningful mm-hmm. And so anyway, I, I just that that's the that's the reason this episode's catching a lot of heat. And I'm just kind of over it. I'm just kinda I'm I'm over the argument of it must be popular. Somebody find something that's good. Hey, you yeah. want to find you wanna really look for something that's bad is when all the girls are in the room together and they're talking about uh whether or not uh home gonna marry uh Thomas and um the girl that has all the jewelry goes, Love is love. Mm. Like like rail against love is love. <laughs> let's rail against that for for a minute. I don't know, go ahead, sorry,
1: um well, one of the things that i want I wanted to say about little James is something he says when he when he talks about why he wants to be healed um. He says because he feels like he's a burden. Yeah. In his current state. Yeah. That he's like oh, whoever I, I know what you're saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoever like, has to go with him, yeah, you know, has to deal with him walking slower and not being able to keep up, things like that, needing to take rest. And he goes, I he said I feel like I'm a burden. And yeah. if you he would heal me, I could do more for you. And I don't know if anyone else has ever felt like a burden, you know talk about it. Things things that you you wish were different in your life, things that you would like to see changed that aren't changed and it you may it makes you wonder am, yeah. am I a burden the way that I am? And Jesus is saying he says a line, he says someone in your condition healing others. And I don't I don't know if you've ever my my dad used to say basically the thing that you are praying for, yeah, pray for others, f- yeah, for that same thing, yeah, because sometimes it's it's through that prayer for someone else that you'll see your prayer answered.
0: I'll tell you that as like a home group leader and small group leader, whenever there would be two people out of work. Mm-hmm. and they would pr- say, I have a prayer request, I'm looking for a job. I have a prayer request, I'm looking for a job. Okay, you're not going to pray for yourself. You're going to pray for the other person right. because I already know you know how to pray for you. Mm-hmm. They need to hear you pray for them, and then they're going to pray for you because yeah. there's uh, like you guys need to pray for... I mean, that's right. part of it. Um, I also uh, really appreciate that Jesus tells James, um, it's way easier to heal your heal your leg than it is to heal Peter of his anger.
1: Yeah like we
0: get so caught up in these physical abnormalities and God's like, yeah, I'm dealing with Peter and his anger. Yeah. But like, that's also a process. Yeah. And the, the process is important for him to walk through. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, show kind of ends with, uh, Matthew is going to take his old house, this very nice house, um, nicest house in the city. And he is going to let it be a base of operations. And while they're gone, the women are going to live there to do, mm-hmm. do all of that. And he walks up and Gaius is there patrolling and he's like, I knew you'd be here. And he's like, they have like this really touching moment mm-hmm. of like, I'll make sure nobody bothers you and I'll make sure nobody bothers your house. And we yeah. patrol this area because like, there's a real moment there. Mm-hmm. And then, um, Peter steps up to be a leader because all the disciples are there. They're standing around outside. He tells everybody get lined up two by two. And he's like, everybody, every, with your partner, everybody get together. And then he grabs Z. He grabs Simon the Zealot and he goes, you good? You're you're going to be with Matthew. Are you good? Mm-hmm. And there's this, yes, this idea of letting it go. Mm-hmm. Matthew letting it go. That er, when we commit to something, we do something, there's a consequence for it. And so we're going to see what the consequence of all of this is. Yeah. Um, and at the end, uh, he says, I'm reminded of a... Uh, of a Psalm of David, uh, the one that he wrote whenever he fled from Absalom. And I said it to my wife earlier because she was afraid and I think we need to hear it too.
1: Oh Lord, how many are my foes. Many are rising against me.
0: Many are saying of my soul there is no salvation for him in God.
1: But But you, you, O Lord, Lord,
0: are a shield about me. Glory when, the glory when they all come in death. with like this, this is what scripture is supposed to be <laughs> that it's something that we all join in together and, and man and we encourage ourselves with it and we encourage each other with it like by the way if men's retreats were this more people would go to them I'm just saying of dudes with their arms around each other praying scripture over each other oh my gosh
1: salvation belongs to the lord your blessing be on your people
0: and that's how the show ends uh for this week and so i'm really excited for um what we do has consequences and mm-hmm. what the consequences and the fallout both positive and negative mm-hmm. comes from from all of this it's such a great show
1: it is. And can I tell you, you know what I'm really excited to see? Mm. I'm excited to see the storyline of Gaius played out. Yes. I think that that is going to be yeah, a really, really incredible have moment. You,
0: have you, like, from, the, from season one, I'm like, okay, so who's going to be the Roman soldier? Uh-huh. Who's going to be this? Jairus shows up. okay. Oh my goodness. Which means that in this season, we're probably going to see the woman with the issue of blood. Mm -hmm. We're probably going to see Jairus's daughter. We're going to see all. unless that doesn't even happen this season. It's just a long con setup, and which it could possibly be, (laughs) man, I'm so excited. It's, it's a, it's a good thing. Um, all right. So this is all free. Go and watch it. This is just kind of our commentary. I like, I mean, we're going to try to bring the lessons that we've learned from it and, and pull that out and, uh, and what we like about it and all that other stuff. But, uh, but go and watch it for yourself and, and see, uh, what you get out of it. Are you ready to get something out of the bee? Yes. All right. Oh, no, no not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! Deadpool makes surprise cameo appearance in The Chosen Season 3. <laughs> so... Um, okay, a stunning it shows an, uh, up everywhere. Yeah. In a stunning announcement, Disney has revealed that the chosen will be incorporated in the Marvel multiverse following a cameo appearance by Deadpool in the show's upcoming third season. Um, it's probably one of the movies I'm most excited to see this year is Deadpool. The new, okay. th- the new Deadpool movie. It's just so much fun. I'm such a Ryan Reynolds fan. Yeah. Um, spirited was a great one. It's a, did you see spirited yet? Uh, I oh not. my gosh. And it, we're out of the Christmas season. So, I mean, it really doesn't make sense, but I mean, still he's he's phenomenal yeah uh, i looking forward to it. but anyway there's uh i love this quote it says i definitely didn't expect a first century israel to be part of the marvel multiverse but i'm interested to see all the characters that are
1: at all
0: right what's well, your not for me
1: um so my not for me is and it happens every year but it's it's the letdown once the christmas season is over the holidays are over um when starbucks cups go back to just plain white yeah you know and the lights come down and now it's just like now what do i do yeah you
0: know know how to combat that just don't take stuff down we waited so long to put it up we're just gonna leave it up for a little while longer yeah
1: yeah, i i mean i get that but i never put anything up so i'm at home with just a boring apartment now
0: well the good news is though you don't have to tear it down. This is true. Yeah, that's that's always positive. That is
1: that is a positive. Yeah. Way to turn my not for me around. I'm trying. I, I'm like I'm doing my best. I I still I still don't like when the Starbucks cups go back to white. But. Yeah. Uh what's your not for me?
0: So I'm really not into these resolutions. I don't know who made them and why I have to be stuck to them. But I don't, I'm not into them. I mean, I'm I'm doing good and I'm probably good for another three days, tops. Three days, but but, uh, but I don't know who made them and I don't know why I have to be beholden <clears throat> to them. So
1: you, you you didn't make them for yourself.
0: No, past Seth made them.
1: Oh, and, past Seth. Yeah, she he's a tool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, missus. <laughs> twenty twenty two Seth, man, what a
0: jerk that guy was,, uh, and it's really screwing up current, Seth. like, uh-huh. like, but um, I'm really, and I know future Seth would appreciate it if current Seth would do what past Seth said to do right. did we follow that? I feel like that was straight. But, yeah, um, no, I'm with you, yeah. but also, I'm not into I'm not into these stinking resolutions. But yeah. for the sake of future, Seth, I'm gonna try to stick through it one more day. and that's a show. <laughs> but listen, our thoughts and opinions about this show doesn't have to be the final word, dear listener. We'd love to hear what you think about the chosen and uh, any of the things that we talked about today.
1: Yes, and you can do that by letting us know um, on social media. We are at dropping Sunday on all the things.
0: Yeah, and every time you leave us a comment, um, you know, especially in like Apple Podcasts where you're helping grow the show, we give money to a local charity, uh, and so you know, do that. Help us, help us grow. Like subscribe to subscribe to the show first of all you're not subscribed what are, you what, are what are you doing what are you doing with your life but also like tell your friends and family about
1: yeah, it yeah tell them to subscribe tell them to uh, make a new year's resolution yeah to listen to our podcast yeah you know once a month listen to it, see what happens you can binge it not it probably won't change your life but it might
0: you know what I don't know Some sometimes sometimes it might you know uh, you know we'll be back next week yes and we will until then this is Seth
1: this is Andrea and
0: this is Dropping Sunday
1: can't stop yawning
0: it's because you're staying up too late in vegas every night
1: i mean listen you had a good time though yeah Uh, i think (laughs) i hope we'll see